to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Kickstart that engine and roll thunder with the pack. Explore the grittiness of masculine spirituality. Gain traction in the virtues. And soup up your spiritual engine by turning adversity into adventure. Now, here's Bear Wozniak. Let's ride. Aloha and welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. This is where we believe that the most radical thing you can, can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. I think we remember the story of Aslan in uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And he said, I'm a good lion, but that doesn't mean I'm a tame lion. And uh, I think if you looked at our next guest right now, he doesn't look very tame. He looks more like a Viking. A Viking. Okay, I'm going to describe him for you. Those of you who are listening by radio, I'm not going to tell you who he is yet, but those of you who are listening by radio, uh, too bad for you because some people are watching this on YouTube because we have the Bear Wozniak YouTube channel. You can go there and subscribe and watch these on video too. And, of course, all of the podcast apps too. But our, our guest, I will describe you to him. He's wearing a Viking beard, red, probably, probably related to, to Life Erickson or Eric the Red. Um, <clears throat> he has a T-shirt with Darth Vader standing, sitting in, a, standing in the middle between two Santa Claus guys with, with what are those guys called? The stormtroopers with the white, uh, very Christmassy. <laughs> and then down below it says something about your lack of Christmas cheer is causing me a disturbance. I find your lack of cheer disturbing. Disturbing. Uh, but so... The one thing that will describe him best for all of you is, can you raise your right, your, your right hand and let us see your watch? I have a feeling that it is an iPhone. Ah, I guessed it. Okay, what is that watch on your hand? And then we'll tell people who you are. <laughs> this is a Fitbit. Um, which one is it? It's not the Versa. It's the Fitbit Iconic. You do. You Fitbit got the Blaze. Best. Fitbit Blaze. That's it. Oh, okay, so now. Yep. I got so, the blaze. So this is this is exactly that watch defines him. And by the way, I think that watch may be under the Christmas tree for me this year. I'm wearing my little Fitbit thing, but I think that exact watch may be under my Christmas tree. But that watch describes Pete Socks perfectly because there's this manliness and there's this nerdiness that goes together, kind of right. I mean, because you're a book you're a book lover you're a book lover like me. Yeah. And the cool thing about that watch is it's the watch it's kind of like the watch for the fitness nerd. I don't know how to say that quite. I mean, you're far from a nerd, but I mean, you know, it's kind of like that watch. For, like, I like to watch what my heart rate is. I like to watch yeah. how many steps I've done that day. And that one, I think, could go in the water, right? Uh, no, not this one. The newest version can. Yeah. So, you guys, I know you guys are just wondering, who in the heck is this guest? This is a good friend of ours, uh, Pete Socks. Pete, welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Good to be here, Bear. Uh, Pete wears a lot of different hats, but yeah, you could describe him as kind of this Viking, uh, but also media marketing expert and loves books and uh, has has done something so significant for our ministry with the Kennedy Brown Rig Company, he, who he also works with. He, uh, he does our, our weekly newsletters for us. For us. It just kind of keeps us, keeps us in, the, in the public eye. So Pete Sox, welcome to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Uh, it's good to be here, Bear. I'm glad we could finally connect in, uh, on the show and be able to chat. Yeah, actually, we have, we have to do this more often, I think. I can't yeah. believe we haven't done this before. Um, uh, so, Pete, let's go back to this watch. <laughs> 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 what, I mean, it really says a lot about you that, you've, that you're wearing that watch. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm try not, not trying to do a promotion for, 
Fitbit, but it it it's a way of uh, disciplining and regulating and staying on target. What 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 goals does it help you to do in in your physical life? Uh, step trackers, a lot of a lot of things that that um, even before I worked for for the Kennedy Browner Group, I had a, a desk job and. And it kind of forces you to get up, move, and, and at least get your steps in, if nothing else, and, and monitor your heart rate and stuff like that. Plus, it has the nice feature of uh, alerting you when emails come in and notifications, so it helps, yeah. helps me keep on top of that. And text messages. And, and yep. you know, one of the most interesting things that I think it does, at least for me, is it monitors my sleep. Yes, it does that too. It was a wake-up yep. call. For, I mean, hey, that's a pretty good joke. It was a wake-up call for me. <laughs> um, how little sleep I was actually getting. Yeah, or I, or even even when you're restless and moving, it can pick that up too. Yeah, it knows when you're up for ten minutes in the middle of the night, or or yep. when you're actually doze off, or when you actually get up. And and I have now I have a sleep goal every day too, not just a, a steps goal. And I try to reach that. I try to get in seven hours because I know it's so good for me. Mm, yeah, it doesn't always happen for that way. sure. Doesn't yeah. always happen that way, but uh, yeah, I mean, but there's something about you as a man uh, that uh, are are you wearing that watch for a reason? Because you want to have, you want to have a fit a fitness protocol, uh, not just be successful in your business or a successful father, but that fitness protocol really sets the sets the stage so that you can be successful in those other areas. So yeah, right now everybody's probably just about had their Christmas dinner or around that time of year. So give a give us your, your give us your fitness regimen. Uh, basically, I just I try to move once a week. I go to the gym when I can fit it in. Uh, my daughter plays tennis, so she's in a in a program at her local Y. So I go in there and I hit the treadmill and the bike and stuff, and and just just try to move because as I was winding down my 20 year career in uh, the factory where I worked in quality control before I before I left there, I got hit with a pretty bad case of sciatica. So I had to get that worked out with the chiropractor and, and, you know, movement was the way to do it. So I'm not saying I'm the most fit human being in the world. I don't go surfing or anything like that. Uh, but it, it's just moving to, to make sure you're not stationary in that sitting position all day long, which will tear you up. Yeah. I, I know. I, I see so many young people, especially I'll see them, you know, at the beach in Hawaii or whatever. And they have their shoulder, their neck kind of hangs forward a little bit. Cause yeah. They, they, all they do is spend time on the computer. What about uh, one of the things I like about that 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 watch that you're wearing is that it rem- it lets you know it, it wants you every hour to get up and move at least 250 steps. Yeah, just to yep. kind of keep your joints loose and your muscles moving and not, you know, giving them a chance to kind of breathe a little bit. Right, and you know the other thing that I found uh, you know advantage because my work is on a computer pretty much all day. Um, is uh, is a desk riser, so that I can actually lift up the lift the desk up and stand, so I'm not sitting in that position staring down all day long. So that's been pretty helpful as well. So you vary it then, right? Yes. Yep. Wow, that's really. I, I never I never thought I could do the desk riser thing. It's like I start thinking the middle the minute I sit down. I never thought I could do it. I wonder if I should try that. It's it's actually worth a try. I got a desktop model that actually sits on my desk. That uh, it has a lever on the side, you just raise and lower it to whatever height you want. So I can go from sitting those. to standing. Yeah, I've looked into those. You and I live kind of a parallel life, I think, <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, but fitness is so important, and it doesn't mean you have to be a fitness nut. But right. it's important that you that you train your body 
uh, to do what you need for it to do for you, you know, and to be good to it. Uh, and, and right now, we're just, everybody's probably hearing this around the time they've fed themselves too much during the holidays. So. <laughs> but, you know, if you get up every hour and you walk 250 steps, you actually are going to walk at least an extra mile a day. Because mm-hmm. 2,500 steps is a mile, right? So, yep. And if you, people can get in four miles of walking during a day, um, it'll be better for them, much better for oh, them. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, I've been I've been lately. I've been bicycling with 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 Cindy, and we take off. Uh, you know what motivates us, Pete? No. I... Is first of all, we're doing this in in Florida. We live here half the year. We're doing this on extremely flat ground. We <laughs> <So, laughs> don't have to go up hills. And at the end of the seven mile ride, you know, is breakfast. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So we cruise there to a little di- a little diner over there and have a. A high protein, low carb breakfast, and then and then pedal back, and that's a great way to start the day. And but it's the same thing with your spiritual life, isn't it? Don't you have a a, a, a spiritual protocol that you you practice during the week? Yeah, I mean, you know, that involves. I try to get to daily mass as often as I can. Uh, some days the workload doesn't allow that, but I try to do it as often as I can. I'm I'm in a rather unique uh, locale here where we have about uh, eight parishes in a ten mile radius, um, so it's pretty flexible to get to one. And if I really want to, uh, so I try to do that. I do spiritual reading, uh, liturgy of the hours in the morning, try you, to do it at night. Uh, what, what do you do in the morning? What part of the liturgy do you do in the morning? I usually do the morning prayer in the morning. Um, and then at some point during the day, usually in the evening, I'll, I'll try to get the officer readings in because that's, that's pretty diverse. I love that. Uh, I love yeah. that office of readings. Yep. Hey, do you do that with a Laudate app or Universalis, or are you, doing, are you reading it? I do the old school in the book, Flip the Ribbons. I love that, don't you? <laughs> don't, you don't you love that? Yeah. But you need yeah, a computer. I mean, the, <laughs> the app's good for convenience. So if you're not used to doing a liturgy hours, I would highly suggest the Laudate app. Um, it's free because uh, it's right there at your fingertips. But there's something about having a book in your hand and actually flipping the pages and reading it on the pages. And plus um, – I'm staring at a computer all day long, so I need to yeah. get away from it. Well, you know, I got to tell you, there's something about that. I don't know what it's called, but that Catholic font, you know, that yeah. you find in the missile. <laughs> it just makes you feel like you got to pray. I mean, I love when I do that. But uh, for me, I use the Laudate Universalis. Yes. They help me get my ribbons right. You know, okay, that's where we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I, I love the, you know, you know, you and I both know, we, we both love the Liturgy of the Hours. But when I first started praying it, my dad got me hooked on it, right? And uh, and I and I would skip the office of readings. I don't want to read the writings of those old people. I want to hear something new that's mm-hmm. up to date. And I learned I learned uh, I was quite wrong. We're talking with Pete Sox. We're going to be right back. This is Bear with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Man, yes, we mean you. Go to bearwozniak.com and check out Bear's Man Cave, a men's only Facebook group. Join the pack of other men as they share their challenges and encourage each other to the masculine Christianity this world needs. Bear provokes deep dialogue through monthly Google Hangouts and other exclusive content. To find out more about Bear's Man Cave, go to bearwasnick.com. 
The Catholic solution to the health care problem is here. Paying too much for your health care costs? Solidarity HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund health care costs while protecting and practicing their Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. For more information, call 844-313-4999. Again, 844-313-4999. Or visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. Go to BearWoznik.com and get your free stuff. Bear will send you the audio of his fiery call to the wall talk, challenging men to step into the breach and rebuild the walls of the home, the church, and our society. You get a free ebook of it too. Go to BearWoznik.com and click on Get My Free Stuff. This is a warning. The Bear Wozniak adventure is dangerous. The radical change Bear challenges you to is not for wimps. Change this station to a soft rock station before it's too late. You've been warned. Now, here is Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome back to the Bear Wozniak adventure. We feel that now more than ever, uh, a radio show, a TV show is, is needed that emphasizes manly virtue. Uh, we don't even talk about masculine virtue anymore because nowadays that word's been uh, stolen and used uh, uh, along the gender spectrum somewhere. Uh, we uh, challenge men and we bring men to our show that will challenge men and encourage men, mobilize men to, to manly virtue. And we want you to know um, that we have our TV show, Long Ride Home, season one, which is pretty gritty. It's a 10-episode series where, where we, we roll thunder out on motorcycles from Cocoa Beach, Florida to, to San Diego, and uh, we uh, stop in front of the brothels in Houston, and we carry a cross and pray the rosary, and we spend time in the, the big band country of Texas, and in that process, this band of brothers become actually become a band of brothers, and, we, uh, and we, it, it forges relationships, and you'll see the men being transparent, a little bit, a little bit more open than they may want it to be. And so it's a very gritty show. Uh, but now you may have gotten a few of the episodes while it was on EW10 or on the Armed Forces Network. But you can go to Prime Video and iTunes and Google Play, and you can power watch all ten episodes with your family, uh, or, you know, or, or over the course of a week or two. So we invite you to go to deepadventure.com, and you can find out more about how you can uh, link to those uh, those um, the Long Ride Home season. But the other thing you can do is you can do my friend Pete Sox a favor. Pete Sox is our guest today. He is actually the man behind our weekly newsletter that uh, will give you hints about where to go to find the latest, my latest book or, or the TV show and, or where I'm speaking and, and just kind of trying to bring us all together. Uh, and uh, you can go to our website, deepadventure.com, and subscribe to that newsletter. Wouldn't you like that, Pete, if all that work you're doing, people would uh, yeah. Take advantage of it. It's there for you. Yeah, we're talking with Pete's, Pete Sox, and uh, apparently he's a Star Wars fan because uh, whenever I see him, <laughs> he, seems, he seems to think I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm a disturbance in the force or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but Pete, welcome back. to Well, welcome to the show, and you mean so much to me personally and, and, and to the people who, are with, who follow our ministry. So, Pete, tell us a little bit about um, your... Uh, we, we were talking about your your regimen. I, I, I spied that 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 watch, the Fitbit watch. Mm-hmm. You have your physical regimen, and then you have the spiritual regimen. 
Yeah. For people who don't know what the Liturgy of the Hours is, and you and I both love to pray the Liturgy, can you explain that to them in 10 words or less? Liturgy Hours is the universal prayer of the church. And uh, if you go all in, it's a four-volume set that, that uh, you follow through the liturgical calendar of the year. And it's laid out that when you pray, everyone else in the church that is praying is praying the exact same set of prayers at the exact—well, maybe not the exact same time, but in the same time frame throughout the day. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and, it's and, pretty awesome. And you said one of the things you don't ever miss is praying the office of readings. Explain what that part of the liturgy So you pray it seven times a day, or maybe you want to just pray it twice or three times a day. But right. one thing you don't miss out on is this wonderful part of the liturgy of the hours called the office of readings. Explain what that is. The office of readings, um, whereas the other offices or other prayers during the day uh, highlight Scripture, um, the office of reading dives into writings of the church fathers and, and saints of the church. So you're getting a little bit more uh, deeper, meatier thought of what some past uh, saints of the church have thought and written. It's just, and it, it's, you know, so cool because um, the Catholic church wasn't invented five years ago or 10 years ago. It was, it's 2000 no. years. And yeah. I remember when my dad, who's a deacon and I was kind of had drifted away from the church, he sent me a, how to pray the, the 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 one book liturgy of the hours with that little computer, that little printout booklet of how do you pray it each year? Yeah, and I would always skip the office of readings. Like I'd rather read someone more up to date than these guys, Saint Athanasius or something. Wow, was I wrong? Once you start reading the early church fathers, yeah, it's 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 really deep, and, and you know it goes beyond just the office of readings. Once you kind of dip your toe in there, then you're you're kind of hungry to do more. I know that's the problem. I think, <laughs> I think somewhere on your shelf over there, I think I see the encyclicals of John Paul II. It's blurry. Well, I see, what I got uh, here. Well, I don't. I know what that is. That is the commentary. Yep. The ancient Christian commentary on, on the whole Bible. Yeah. Twenty-four, like twenty-four volumes or something like that. Right. Yeah, that takes. Now, now, do you want me to tell you how I came by getting mine? I heard it on the show, but you can share it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, well what, I, I, yeah. Well, you tell me. I mean, well, I, I was in this store in Minneapolis. You, you got lucky. That's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I walked into the store in Minneapolis, uh, Hagen's store there on, in uh, in uh, Stillwater, I think it is, this little town. Mm -hmm. And I'd happened in that store before, and I'd go, "Wow, these guys have a lot of good books." And then I was having breakfast with Jeff Cavins, and he goes, "Dude, if you're going to Stillwater for lunch with your wife, you ought to stop in at this little bookstore. It's the best Catholic bookstore in the world." And I go, which one? He goes, he tells me, go, yeah, I think I've been there. And no wonder there was a few good Catholic books. That's all there was in there. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my gosh, I saw one volume of that. Was it Ancient Commentary on the Scriptures? Ancient Christian Commentary on Scripture. And then I saw another one here, another one there, and I, I said, man, I wish— is there any way you could come by a whole set of those? Because it's the, it's the commentary by the early church fathers. Yeah, it's awesome. And he gave me a little business card. And I looked at it, and it gave me five different excuses that I could use to spend $700 on a set of books. <laughs> and one of them is it'll be my next Christmas present. So yeah, my wife got that for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm taking the slower approach and getting a volume at a time. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you do that? Actually, through InterVarsity Press, the publisher has a uh, uh, mail program that you uh, sign up for, and they'll ship you one volume a month. That's the perfect way to do it. Yeah, because you can't, 
I mean, that was a steal what you got there at that price. But to buy all of them at once, you're not going to be able to read them all at once anyway. So the way I'm using it is I'm actually picking um, out of the months they send is I'm picking that particular book of the Bible to be more intentional with scripture reading. It's so cool. I mean, I think I got I used that. They were like brand new, but they were used. That's why I got that deal. But yeah, because I mean, it, it, what what are you reading now, right now? Right now, I'm going through the the Book of Mark, uh, and I'm actually dovetailing that uh, Christian commentary book with the Come and See Catholic Bible Study. Who, do, uh, who prepared have, that? This is uh, Emmaus Road Publishing. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, so if you go to St. Paul Center um, that Scott Hahn has and click through the Emmaus Road Publishing, you can you can find those Catholic Bible studies, um, and they have them set up for each book of the Bible. Some of them are combined for your shorter books, but wow. Yeah, I, I love that commentary. I know Mike Mike Aquilina, right, is the, turned you yeah. you onto it too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike did. Yeah, so I've, I'm I'm studying the life of Saint Paul, so I'm going through the Acts and and through each of the letters using the commentary too. Mm-hmm. But it's just just phenomenal. So Pete, speaking of books, uh, you, you have a, I think you probably have you're, you're you're look like Mike Aquilina there. You're surrounded by books. And, <laughs> yeah. And Father Mitch Pacwa's a version of uh, interior decorating his shelves of books in his house too, you know. <laughs> but you have a, a podcast that is dedicated to books. What's the name of that podcast? Right. The name of my podcast is Off the Shelf, and uh, each week I interview a Catholic author, different Catholic author, uh, mainly focusing on newer releases. And that kind of grew out of my original, uh, the way my ministry started in 2012 was I started uh, reviewing Catholic books. Um, you have a blog too, right? Yeah, the blog can be found at catholicbookblogger.com. You'll find all my archives there, and uh, also Catholic Stan posts my reviews each week as well. Well, you know what? It's like, here, here's the thing. He loves to read. He loves to read. And you know if you're a book blogger, they'll send you the books for free, right? Is that the uh, is that insane. how you—that's the life it's, hack you figured out. It's absolutely insane, Bear. I usually have uh, two to three books showing up in my house every week. It's crazy. Isn't that awesome? Are you yeah. able to get through? How many books do you read a week? I read a book a week. Yeah. Um, so that that's about the best I can do. So they're sending, yeah. they send them in the hopes that I pick one of theirs to review, and I I do my best to uh, satisfy as many different publishers as I can. Well, here's what here's what upsets me about you is that you haven't read the book yet. <laughs> So you, are you, the, you got, it's got, yeah, go ahead. That's in the, that's in the works. That's in the works. I can't say too much about it yet, but yeah, it's in the works and discussions with the publisher right now. Oh, Pete, it's going to be a beautiful book. You know, cause if you're going to be a writer, you got to be a reader first. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Pete Socks. Pete, uh, what website, what's the best place for them to find your, your, your podcast? Well, the best place to find my podcast is to go to breadboxmedia.com. Uh, I'm general manager there, and we can talk more about that in the next segment or, or whenever you want about what Breadbox Media is all about. But you can find Off the Shelf at breadboxmedia.com. And if you if you were to ever join Bear's Man Cave, which you have to do by going to my website, deepadventure.com, it's a men's only secret group, real very secretive Facebook group. But you can't join by going to Facebook. You have to go to deepadventure.com to join. But if you if you if we let you become a member – then Pete generally posts his show there too, don't you? I try to. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. We're talking with Pete Sox. He's also the gentleman behind our, our weekly newsletter, which is a really important gig because you got to understand what our ministry is about, present the ministry the way we, we the Lord has given it to us, 
and uh, draw people into uh, you know going deeper with with manly virtue and following what we're up to. So we appreciate uh, Pete Sox. We'll be right back. This is Bear Wozniak with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. We are here with our financial liberator, Tom Gripe, the president and CEO of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. Tom, tell us what's the difference between a bank and a credit union? Well, banks serve a great purpose in society, but they are really owned and operated on behalf of the owners, which are people that own shares in the bank. So the bank does business and their profits, which is what they exist for, is to uh, make as much money as possible and pump that money back to the owners. Credit unions, on the other hand, are a totally different animal. We are a co-op. We are a not-for-profit. And what that means is we exist solely for the benefit of our members. So we are not here to make a ton of profit. We are here to make enough profit to sustain ourselves and then pump everything else we can back into the pockets of the people who own us, which are our members. We've been talking with Tom Gripe. He's the CEO of Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. You can go to Notre Dame fcu.com to find out more the financial liberator aloha and welcome back to the bear wasnick adventure i'm your adventure guide bear wasnick and i want to first i want to thank uh notre dame federal credit union they're the largest uh, credit union i think in the in the world catholic credit union in the world tom gripe and the people there reba and, and all the people there um they do such a great job um the 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 Notre Dame Federal Credit Union is is actually amazing. They have so many different avenues of service and so many different uh, uh, we, ways to communicate with them. And I, I when I when they were going to become one of our sponsors, I actually went there and uh, I just bought a was getting a new car, a new used car in Hawaii, and I thought I'm going to see how they do with the financing, without telling them that I was they were going to be our sponsor and that I knew the CEO. They were amazing. The people there that helped me were just. Just did a great, great job, and this is in the middle while I'm filming Long Ride Home season three in Hawaii, and uh, in a di- different time zones, and they made it happen. So they can take care of you wherever you are. So we love, we love our, we love our, uh, our, our sponsor Notre Dame Federal Credit Union, and also Solidarity Healthshare. Uh, part part of my family is on their healthshare plan, which is a total alternative to health insurance, uh, and it's Catholic based. So the type of coverage that you're getting is is uh, true to Catholic teaching where they're not they don't uh, support uh, contraception they don't support abortion they don't support euthanasia things like that so they're just a really great uh, company to solidarity health and you can go to our website deepadventure.com and hook up with them uh, we're talking with Pete socks who is uh, who's wearing his uh, if you w- were watching this on the bear Wozniak uh, YouTube channel you see he's wearing his his Star Wars Christmassy shirt with Darth Vader in the middle and two uh, of the tor- stormtroopers in the on either side, and what does it say down below again? It says, "I find your lack of cheer disturbing." <laughs> so the, the disturbance <laughs> in the force. So, uh, so Pete, tell us more. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. You know, book people that write books. You know, they they think of them as being bookish people, bookworms. They don't have a lot to say other than with their writing. Have you ever had a really bad interview where you just couldn't? Nah, I, most. Most uh, authors are pretty, pretty talkative. I mean, I've had a couple um, older authors will say that are less, uh, they, they seem a little intimidated by the fact that they're being interviewed for a podcast. They don't even know what a podcast is. Mm. Uh, so it, it, then it becomes a little more pressure on me 
as the interviewer to pull the answers out of them a bit and kind of steer the ship. But most times the, the ship sets sail and it sails pretty good for an hour. That's the way it goes, huh? It just kind of flows, doesn't it? Yeah, usually. Yeah, yep. I, I remember one of my first radio shows. I think it was before it was a radio show when it was a podcast. And I interviewed, and it was about, it was about anything I wanted to talk about. So I was interviewing a tandem surfing couple. And I'll tell you, all I got was yes and no's out of them for an hour. <laughs> so the, the, the key to having a great radio show is to have great guests, and that's why we have Pete Socks on our show. What are, what are, the, what are the books that, the books that uh, you really uh, fell in love with in, the la- in, the, in the last, uh, this last year? Well, this last year, um, you had Jeff on the show, and I got to tell you, if, if you guys haven't tried out the uh, Great Adventure Bible, this thing is awesome. Pick, pick it up and show us. Right there it is. Uh, it is loaded with, with the timeline. If you've heard of the, the Great Adventure timeline, it's in there. Um, one of the things really cool about this, I don't know if you can see it, but the edges are color-coded to match the timeline so you know what area you're at uh, in regards to Jeff's timeline. He's worked on for 30, 30 years now, I think. I Jeff Cavins. Don't want to yeah. date Jeff Cavins older than what he is, but I think it's 30 years that he's been working on the timeline. Yeah, he's not that old. He rode his motorcycle 1,200 miles in one day this year. Yeah, I heard. Do you, know, do you know what, Pete? That Bible is my favorite Bible ever. Yeah. So I is. left my copy in Hawaii thinking I could order another copy, and it was out of, they had to, it was out of print already. Yeah. Within the first yeah, month, it, so they reprint. Yep. That book, you know how, like, if you hold a gun or a, a tennis racket like your daughter does mm-hmm. they have to fit right it's just there's some rackets they just fit yeah that book the weight of it even yeah and, and the, the color notes. of it yeah and the color of it the leather the yeah blue, the blue leather you notice they stole our our compass i saw that <laughs> actually so on the, on the front there's an imprinted compass and, and you know it is funny because jeff is the great adventure and i'm the deep adventure guy so do you know he and i are going to try to i think our goal is to shoot season four coming from Cocoa Beach, Florida to Alaska with Jeff. Wow. Yeah, we gotta, cool. yeah, we got to meet you as we're, as we're going through. But so uh, what, what other book? What, have you read Mike Aquilina's new book yet? Uh, yes, the one about the, uh, ah, the title. It's escaping Villains me right of now. The, Villains of yes. the Early Church or something. Yes, I had him on the other week, and we talked about that book. That was a great book, very timely for what we're seeing in the that, church today. That's why I brought it up. Tell me about that. Tell me all about that. Well, what Mike's writing about it is past people in the church, and it, and it it's he has another book that's that's the same uh, good pope bad pope uh, that he wrote a few years ago, I think three or four years ago by now. But it, it's important for us to realize, you know, we're all concerned, and we should be concerned about the current state of the church. We're concerned about how we're going to right the ship and come back on course. But we also need to realize that we have two thousand years of history behind us that the church has never been broken, and the church will never be broken. It just takes the right people to step up to the plate and swing for the fences and fix the problem. And that's kind of what Mike's looking at. You know, you've never had anybody that's successfully been able to break the church. It can't be broken. Um, but I like the way you said that. I think it's really significant what you said is that, I mean, when you, if you're a student of church history, you're a, I mean, of, of the history of Christendom, you're a, you're a student of the Catholic church history. Mm-hmm. And there have been some like the the one that steps out in mind to me the most is the Arian heresy, oh, yeah. uh, because in that case, uh, bishops were ousted, Arian bishops mm-hmm. were put in place. The Arian heresy that 
But why don't you just explain to us what, what happened there, what Mike had to say about it too. Well, again, you, you, there was a lot of division in the church in that time, and and that seems to pop up every few few centuries. You have this some contention. I mean, you know, the church again gets through that, and it's sometimes necessary. You know, uh, Pope Benedict Cardinal Ratzinger back in '69 said the church is going to shrink before it grows, and it'll shrink and become stronger. You know, and at the time, people just kind of skimmed past that and didn't think much about it. But now when you go back and you reread that letter, it's like, uh, OK. Um, so it's a very prophetic, prophetic letter. And, and you know, uh, the one thing now that, that's happening amongst the laity is there's definitely you can see a division there. You got people that are outspoken and want to see the church fixed. And then there's another uh, audience of the church that's trying to quiet that. And and I'm to the point now where I'm more outspoken. Silence has gotten us to where we are now because nobody had the fortitude to stand up and say, look, this is wrong. You know, and, and there was that age old philosophy back in the 60s and 70s that, you know, you never you never spoke out about a priest. You never told him they were wrong because that was bad. But Go back to the Bible. Paul did it to Peter all the time. Um, yeah, absolutely. And you and you think about the Arian heresy. What what the, the Holy Spirit is is it is his, his church. Yes. Um, and he is bigger than every everybody. Mm. The biggest bully on the block, you know. <laughs> but having said that, the, the Arian heresy. What I think is so special, unique about that, and applicable about that is it was it was within. Uh, it was within the, the the bishops were being deposed, other bishop bishops being put in. As Saint Athanasius, I think, was kicked out of his his bishopry twice, and uh, but they battled back. And yes, it's it's right it's it's right to first take the log out of your own eye. Jesus didn't mm-hmm. say, "Don't worry about the splinter in your neighbor's eye; just worry about the log in your own eye." No, he said, "Take the log out of your own eye, so that you can take the splinter out of." out of the other person's eye and it is time for men especially to take leadership we are praying the holy spirit's in charge but you have a role to play in this exactly and i'm not saying advocating going out there with pitchforks and flaming flaming uh, uh stuff like that but there's a smart way to go about having your voice be heard and defending the church for the truth that she is and and that's where i'm at now and you know, yeah, we need to we need to be able to like Father Mark Goring, who's a cast member of Long Ride Home. He's putting t- together a new group of people. Uh, I don't know for he doesn't sure what know what the name is yet, but so that there's a resource if you hear a certain priest, as I think one of the one of the uh, I think Strickland talked about it at the last uh, bishops conference. There's a certain priest going around preaching that homosexuality is okay, yeah, um, without naming names. If you find out. For example, that that priest is coming to your local neighborhood, you should get 25 people together and go down and talk to the bishop and say, "Are you aware that this is happening?" And we can't, mm-hmm. we 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 insist on on faithful teaching of the church. So there is a part that the laity has to play. We're talking with my friend uh, Pete Socks. He's uh, he's the one who takes care of our newsletter. He takes care of our ministry in a big way, and he also has his own incredible outreach. We'll be right back with more of uh, Pete Socks. And what is the website that they can go to if they want to listen to the radio show? podcast uh breadboxmedia.com all right this is the bear we'll be right back with more of the bear wasnick adventure 
Saddle up. It's time for Long Ride Home cast member Daniel the Boom Barkham to ride herd on us and challenge us to man up. Noble. Words are important. And that's a surefire understatement. Too many great words have lost their usage in modern times, perhaps so because the human race has degraded in recent years. I have a mind that using great words can inspire each of us, well, to greatness. Words like righteous, virtuous, honorable, upright, decent, worthy, moral, ethical, exemplary, and reputable, and even a highfalutin word like magnanimous. All those words define the word noble. Now most folks think of stuffy and high-minded aristocrats when they think of the word noble, that is, a nobleman, but a person can be a commoner and be noble. Nobility is a state of heart. Being a Marine is noble, aspiring to become and then actually becoming an exemplary school teacher, nurse, or preacher is a noble thing. Being the best bricklayer, office manager, or ranch hand is a noble thing. Old Dr. Luke, writing the history book of Acts, noted, now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. So Dr. Luke and the God of the Bible think it's a noble thing to do two things. One, when you hear someone preaching the gospel, be open and eager to receive. But that doesn't mean you close your brain. Number two, Luke wrote, the Bereans examined the scriptures to see if what the Apostle Paul said was true. I call that being a noble seeker, eager, open, and researching with intellectual rigor. After all, it was Jesus who said, keep seeking and you will find. Those Bereans found what they were looking for. Hope you've done the same. This is Daniel the Boone Markham at DanielTheBooneMarkham.com on a journey a few miles this side of heaven. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with the Bear Wozniak Adventure. You know what just happened today is, uh, before I started recording this interview, is there was a rocket launch. There was supposed to be a rocket launch here. I'm in Cocoa Beach. I live here about half the year. And from my balcony here on the ocean, I can see those rockets take off. But the launch was aborted. The rocket never fired. And that's what I feel like a lot of us, maybe a lot of you, uh, in your life right now, God has given you, a spiritual, rational soul with the ability to be lit on fire, to, uh, to know God, to actually have a personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, to be fully human is, 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 to be, is, to have that, is to have the fuel of the Holy Spirit in you. In the rocket, there was a problem loading the fuel. Um, if you don't have fuel and you don't have the ignition, that rocket Oh, it looks like a rocket, but what is it doing? It's just sitting there on the launch pad. You don't get launched as a human being until you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, invited him in to be your personal Savior and uh, become part of the body of Christ, become baptized and entered into full communion with the church. Uh, then that's where you get your wings. But a human being who doesn't know Jesus uh, is not, I hate to say it, is not fully human. It's like a rocket sitting on a launch pad that never launches. Uh, and, you know, there's the words of, the, of Scripture, St. Paul, love him. His favorite word wasn't Jesus. His favorite word he used the most in Scripture wasn't love. Uh, it was the word dynamos, dynamite, power. When you give your life to Jesus, he fills you with his love, which is, which is also to say his power, so that you can overcome that area in your life that's been just dragging you down into the pits to give you the power and the grace to live a life that you are meant to live. And uh, so to that end, we have our radio show, 
and that's why we have our guest, my good friend Bear, my good friend uh, Pete Sox is here. He takes care of the Deep Adventure. He takes care of us at Deep Adventure Ministries on our email, but uh, also has a really profound uh, ministry. One of the greatest things you do is the review of your books on the on off the shelf. Pete Sox, welcome back. Thanks, Bear. Okay, so you were saying we're pre- pretending now we're in this church crisis and people want to come up and kind of see I told you so sort of moment, right? Mm-hmm. You're, as a Catholic, uh, defending your faith. And uh, they say, uh, well, you know, we're Bible believer. Our church is Bible believing. You're interpreting the Bible on your own, not with the magisterium and the tradition of the church, where we have the church fathers telling us what that initial text meant. Uh, you're self-interpreting, and and I've actually gotten into debates uh, with people. Uh, one particular one was a Baptist, where I'm like, okay, fine, uh, that's your interpretation. Let's go to two doors down from you, knock on that door, and see what that guy says it is, because his church is telling him something different. So that's that's the that's the scary part when people self-interpret um, and aren't using the tradition and the magisterium that has so faithfully guided the church. For two thousand plus years, and even those who are self-interpreting, they're really not. They've heard something. They've been, they've been taught something by someone that right. guided them down that sort of philosophy or that way of looking at scripture. You know, good old Martin Luther, who, mm-hmm. who, who his statement was, you know, we need to wash our hands in the blood of the priest and the, 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 uh, the, the nuns and monks. Uh, him and Zwingli, they go, you know, the the Bible's easy to learn, Pete. It's easy to understand. Anybody can read it. You should be able to figure it out for yourself. And then Zwingli and him had this big old uh, breakup because they couldn't agree on what a certain passage of Scripture right. meant. So I think it's, yeah, but, but you know, I'm an American, you know. I, I want to be my own pope. I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need anybody telling me what to do, right? Okay, here's another thing that I hear uh, uh, people say to you, say to Catholics. you got too many rules. Yeah. I don't want to join the church. You've got too many rules. What do you say to that? Well, if we didn't have road rules on the highway, you'd be running your vehicles into each other all the time, too. There's reasons for rules to protect yourselves from, from harm. Um, and, you know, again, uh, to, to have a faith without rules, uh, you're going to open yourself up to letting some stuff in you don't really want in. And then you're going to have a problem getting rid of it. Um, so, yeah, that that's... That, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, we have rules on the highways. We have rules about about how to treat other people, and the laws that we follow, and they're necessary. Uh, rules are necessary. Yeah, and I, it's, it's, it's hypocritical too. But, you know, I will say this. Um, thank God that we have rules. Yeah. The Catholic Church yeah. is the only one left standing, basically, that is, doesn't believe in contraception. Oh, the Catholic Church is not an LGBT or whatever it is, uh, it doesn't support that. We love people that, and we have mercy on people and want to help people that have same-sex attraction. But we haven't changed the moral teaching on marriage. You know, um, we've stayed the course. We, you know, because we actually are a Bible-believing church. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah. we don't. Yeah, we're not wishy-washy. Uh, we may not always be good at keeping the rules that we or the the principles the way that we live. As G.K. Chesterton said, "There's more hypocrites in the Catholic Church than anywhere else in the world." Because we don't change our philosophy to, to, to suit our, our right. Our, yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Man. I know you got. I, I mean, that's exactly right. We don't. 
that's the problem that we see with with the LGBTQ movement is they want to well, they want us to change our rules to satisfy their lifestyle, whether we think that lifestyle's right or wrong. And again, we have to have mercy on them. We have to have love for them. And and being homosexual isn't the sin; it's the action that's the sin. There's Eve Tushnet read a great book a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, I can't remember the the name of the book, but she was writing about she's she's homosexual, and she was writing about being celibate in the Catholic faith. That's 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 what it's all about. You know, as as we're both married men, we can't go out here and, and just freely do whatever we want with another woman. We've made a commitment to to one woman in our lives. It's it's no different. It's no different. Uh, well, if you're again, single, if you're single, um, well, you're, it's a commitment to celibacy until married. It, right. You know, the, the, the only thing about uh, the whole same sex attraction thing is it's 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 not natural. And right. what's sad what's sad right now is that um, in the church. Uh, there's been an under underground. They call it the homosexual mafia. This has kind of invaded the church, yeah. and yep. we have to make a stand. If you're going to be a Catholic priest, then we 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 want you to live by your vow of celibacy. Um, if you are, if you do have same-sex attraction, you probably shouldn't be a priest uh, unless you've been able to, uh, you know, get some healing in that area and find out. I mean, I'm not, gonna, mm-hmm. but I mean, people who come into the church, who I, I remember. I, Two people that I know that had become priests uh, in my lifetime that were had same-sex attraction, and I didn't know what to do about it. You know, when I was a, when I was 19 years old, and then again about five years ago. I mean, what do I do? Do I go to my bishop and tell him you can't do this because how can I prove that they, you know, that they mm-hmm. act out on you know that sort of thing? Nowadays, we need to be able to to uh, stand our ground with that, and I honestly think that the Catholic Church could end up losing its nonprofit status. Because, uh, yeah, because we won't, uh, we cannot have uh, people people with same sex attraction in as priests, and so we could mm-hmm. very well lose our our our, our non profit status. But we have to draw the line. But when I'm around people that have same sex attraction issues, the thing about it is, um, they're we the church never calls them homosexual or gay because they identify them more by the fact that they're made in the image of God and that they have incomparable right. worth. And, they're, and we know that they have incomparable worth because they're made in God's image, and Jesus even came to earth, took on the nature of man. Uh, but I, but I, I look, I see their lives, and they seem so hard. Their mm-hmm. lives seem so hurtful and so hard, and God wants us to be happy. And right. The happiness is to do his commandments. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Us, it, it, go ahead, Pete. It's, it's, a real pro, it's a real struggle right now in the church. And i got to tell you, Barry, I'm at ground zero. I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania right. Harrisburg Diocese, man. Yeah. We are at ground zero. And one of the things that has upset me the most is when the when the grand jury report first broke, the church portrayed that as a pedophilia problem, and it's not. Mm. There are some underage children in that report, but the majority of the children or the majority of the victims were not children. And it's it's a homosexual problem in the priesthood. McCarrick was not preying on children. He is preying on seminarians that were adults. That were vulnerable, but they were vulnerable. And I was just reading in the catechism today in my teaching, they talked about scandal. That's where we are as I teach every morning. Mm -hmm. And about, especially if you're in a position of authority, working with someone who's vulnerable, then they're of all places. So. My friend, we, we got to reschedule another another radio interview soon uh, because for sure. We, uh, where can they find you, Pete Socks? 
Uh, they can find my off-the-shelf podcast at breadboxmedia.com, where we have 45 shows right now under one umbrella. Uh, they can also find my book reviews at catholicbookblogger.com. We're talking with uh, Pete Sox. He's the one who sends out our weekly newsletter, uh, among all the other ministry things that he does. He's the leader of a Batman is You program in his church. Uh, but if you want to get that weekly newsletter, uh, go to deepadventure.com and click on subscribe, and you'll get that every Saturday morning, and in there you'll, you'll be receiving uh, a link to the radio show and uh, Saturday morning that's produced on YouTube, and you'll get it before, you even, uh, before it's even aired on EWTN. Pete, thanks for coming and being with us. You're welcome, Bear. It's fun. Okay, until next time, this is Bear Wozniak. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. Aloha. Uh, well done. You've been listening to the Bear Wozniak Adventure. Go to bearwozniak.com to get your free audio and other exciting content. Plus, you can pick up the Long Ride Home 10-episode DVD set, autographed copies of Bear's books, Long Ride Home shirts, tanks, coffee cups, and even motorcycle pins and patches. And find out how guys can sign up for Bear's Man Cave online Facebook group. All at bearwasnick.com.